0: You are listening to episode 30 of the Japan Gamescast. On this week's show, Nintendo reveals its new Pikmin game for mobile, the Nintendo Switch Online expansion is off to a bad start, and the Advance Wars remake is delayed until next year. All this and more, coming up. Welcome back to Japan Gamescast, the Japanese gaming news podcast recorded in Tokyo, Japan. I'm your host Julian, aka Canton Gamer, and joining me, as always, is my co-host Brian. How you doing, man? Hey, doing great. So uh, yeah, we had to take a little uh, break last week. Unfortunately, uh, I was just so incredibly busy with work; I didn't have any time to uh, record the show or do any gaming for that matter. I haven't touched a controller for about uh, ten days. So. Oh man. <laughs> Hopefully, you've been doing enough, enough for both of us. Uh, what have you been playing yeah, this week?
1: Yeah, I, I've been playing uh, Age of Empires 4. Um nice. And uh, it's quite the time sink because uh, I don't know what I'm doing. So I've been making up for you uh, not playing much by wasting countless hours <laughs> in uh, Age of Empires 4 trying to figure out all the hotkeys and stuff. Oh, um, nice, nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a bit of a wishful thinking, but I've downloaded it as well, but it's just uh it's just sitting there on my hard drive. <laughs> I haven't actually had a chance to boot it up yet.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty nice. It's it's basically the same as Age of Empires 2, I think. How so, about uh, how
0: about like the uh the start run, you know, and like uh you get the five villages, you got to like get the sheep. And then like build, oh, yeah. the, build the, uh, yeah, the sequence, it's, right? <laughs> it's
1: it's the same, it's the same kind of thing. Collect the sheep and like uh, nice. build, build the, you know, get the wood and, and try to get to the next age as fast as you can. That kind of thing. Oh, uh, cool, um, cool. But the campaigns are really cool. Cause like, there's this like history channel style, like, um, almost documentary like footage with like. It's like the real the real world locations of the battles and stuff.
0: Oh, okay. So, it like that's shows cool.
1: you like modern day versions and then it has almost like these ghost like ghosts of like what the battle would have looked like
0: overlaid on like the modern photos ah, and stuff. that's really cool. I saw so the, the, cool. the the trailer or maybe it was like the commercial for it. And yeah, like you know, it starts it zooms in on some guy with like iron gauntlets like gripping a sword you know, some medieval kind of guy, but it's not like real. And then it cuts to like some like Chinese like archer on a horse or something. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, like advert, but I didn't realize that was actually in the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So in, oh, wow. in the
1: story missions, yeah, there's all these like little cutscenes and stuff that are, that are really fun. Oh, dope. But, um, yeah. I suck at it though, man. It's, it's pretty, pretty hard. <laughs> I, I don't play any RTS though. So like, I don't really, I don't really know my way around the keyboard that well. So.
0: Right, right. Um, Oh, that's interesting. But, uh, all the same, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a cool game. Nice, cool. All right. Well, um, yeah, we got some stuff to catch up on, I guess. So I want to start off with this. Uh, yeah, so I found this tweet online. Uh, it's basically someone's uh recorded uh, a Japanese TV program. And they got this segment where they're talking about consoles and the kind of history of the sales of games and consoles.
1: You, you, you can tell it's Japanese by all the like multicolored
0: uh, texts <laughs> <So,
1: laughs> you know, all over.
0: So game. much going, all right, it's overload. So yeah, let's full screen this here. Yeah, and obviously we've got the little cutaways of all the, uh, the experts, you know, comedians or guests, whatever they're <laughs> talking. Uh, but basically what this is, it's like a visualized graphic of uh, console sales over time. Starting in yeah 2011 and then kind of just going through time, it's really interesting to see the the market share like shifting and you know so, some of the consoles maybe you didn't really realize sold as well or didn't sell as well as I don't know, you might have realized. But when you see it like the graphic, it's a bit easier to comprehend. We can see uh the Wii U you Wii U they're just getting decimated. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, but look look at the Switch now. So this this is kind of oh, where it man. ends, right? It goes at this point and then. Oh, my God. That's it. And then PlayStation 5 <laughs> coming back. So that that's where the clip ends, right? So, uh, you know, obviously in the program, they discuss a lot more after that. But uh, as of like 2021, uh, it's saying that 80.5% is uh, the Switch, basically, which is just insane to think about.
1: It. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, I, I know the Switch is really popular, but I had no idea it it just like completely dominated the market that much.
0: Yeah, wow. I mean it's it's kind of wild. I think even if you go back a little bit, because the PlayStation's you know getting some ground back now. But if I scrub back through here, you can see there's a point when the Switch is on eighty six. Uh, there eighty six point <laughs> eight. So that's the highest point it gets to. That was is...
1: uh, that was when Animal Crossing released, wasn't it? Um, to... <laughs> yes, <laughs> that yes,
0: be... that, yeah. That was last year. That's probably a good shout. Yeah. So it's just insane for one console to be so strong in the market. I don't know if you noticed but uh there was no real mention of uh, any Xbox in there at all. <laughs> it's just it didn't, <laughs> yeah. it didn't even feature. You know, it wasn't even worth the, it didn't it didn't even have enough sales to like accumulate like one pixel worth of, you know, uh, yeah. slice on the I pie. Mean, so
1: <laughs> like we, we used to check out the numbers, you know, as part of the show and it was always like you know like 20 units or like 12 units like yeah for the uh, the weekly sales
0: it's just kind of embarrassing Um, yeah so uh yeah that was uh yeah my first little thing i just thought it was kind of fun yeah i'm looking
1: forward to seeing like playstation grow and like maybe catch up to the switch a little bit
0: yeah absolutely yeah so um i did my part already i got mine on day one but uh are still waiting for you (laughs) run yeah lucky boy one of us (laughs) all right so uh yeah next on the newsreel uh this, again, is uh, kind of a random little story I found, but I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, this guy claims to have collected, have the he claims to have, have the first ever complete PlayStation 1 collection of wow. complete PlayStation 1 games. Um, I couldn't get clarification whether that was, like, all regions or it was just Japanese, but um, apparently it's 3,289 games. So, oh, man.
1: Yeah. That's, so, that's such a huge library, you know um because i i was an n64 guy and uh you know n64 is coming up in our news later but uh yeah yeah but i think the n64 library is like 400 something like that's Mm -hmm. combined all regions
0: yeah yeah
1: and uh and in japan it was like i think around 200 titles like Mm. that's like really small i mean we've got like 200 switch games coming out like you know every few months <laughs> yeah basically like, yeah yeah but uh but yeah uh PlayStation like i think they were pretty open with like who they would allow to make a game for the original PlayStation yeah yeah um so you get a lot of these like kind of experimental titles and stuff
0: mm mm-hmm. yeah i think yeah the i mean this was like the first year of the 3D right so uh on the, the PS1 you get a lot of like random stuff but this is the tweet from this guy that collected all these games um so he says I got the final the final game came uh and according to the wiki list I've collected all 3,289 uh games that are listed on there and this is the last game he got it's called uh, the master's fighter (laughs) that looks cool (laughs)
1: It looks like a Street Fighter uh, clone.
0: Yeah, like, I like the the woman, yeah. but with the guile haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, And, uh, you know, like Ryu, but he's got blue hair. And oh, this guy's got a katana, so that's kind of a bit different. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's got, oh, actually, no, that's Ken, isn't it? He? He's red, and then Ryu's this guy at the front. I guess this is like Chun-Li. And, uh, she's skinnier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and looks more white. Maybe she's not Chinese, but... Yeah, it's kind of interesting, and uh, yeah. So this is a video of the guy as well, uh, just filming his entire collection. They all look pretty good condition as well. I, I'm guessing they're not all like immaculate, but um, yeah, it's just
1: crazy. I, yeah, um, I bought a PlayStation Two Slim uh, like a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And uh, so I was thinking of like picking up some PlayStation One games and like going through them, right? Just right. trying them out. Um. Cause it's, they're like, a lot of them are kind of short, Mm-mm. like, uh, like you can kind of just sit down and experience most of what a game has to offer, like in a, in a day or two. I mean, yeah, obviously yeah. not, not like Final Fantasy, but like, uh, I mean like some of these like racing games and fighting games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is crazy. And, <laughs> uh, I imagine like, it'd be really hard not to break all those like tiny little CD, like the jewel cases, you know, like they're so easy to. Yeah, that, that's one thing I was thinking
0: uh, about, because those particularly were very brittle, weren't they? Yeah, the, the plastic they used for them.
1: Yeah, so, like back home, all my PS1 cases are like all cracked and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was probably better than the uh, the N64 boxes, in all fairness.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Durability, but um, obviously, yeah, from PS2 onwards, they went to like regular DVD cases. But yeah, it does, it does make it quite impressive. Yeah. Um, and the 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 last thing that I thought was probably the most impressive thing of the whole story is that, you know, having a collection like this in a regular house is kind of you know, it's cool, right? But in a, a Japanese apartment, <laughs> which are typically very small, uh Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty wild to think how much space is taken up of... by these.
1: Oh, look at these photos.
0: Yeah, there's more, there's more, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh there's so many look like, just stacks of games. Over three thousand. It's very cool though to see. I mean, you can see from the spines that most of them are Japanese, um, but I don't know if maybe they've got some like English, like Western only releases as well, just to like make up the whole set. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, really cool stuff though. I'd love to look through all of those. Yeah. So our first uh, news story uh, last week we we missed it. Uh, the Advance Wars Remaster uh, has been moved to spring twenty twenty two. Uh, it was originally set to release in December. Uh this is Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp and uh I am not bothered at all by it being delayed um because <laughs> this is a huge game. It's really big. Um I went through this game uh last year on the train. Mm-hmm. Um I played through all of 1 and 2, just the main campaign and um I mean, I could not believe how much content they packed into like this ROM cartridge, you know, right? right. Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Advance cartridge. Uh, like, I mean, the campaigns were long, and like, there's all these different modes and options and things. Mm. When I heard the announcement, you know, they're gonna remake them for Switch. I was thinking, like, all those guys have no idea how much, <laughs> you know, how much work <laughs> it's gonna be to redo all of that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, but it is a, a lot of like variations on the same like kind of basic principle, you know.
0: Well, yeah, I was going to say in terms of like assets, like there's probably very minimal, like, you know, 3D models, uh, even the map tiles, you know, like like the one we've got on the screen, for example, at the moment, there's like a square with grass, the square with a river, one with a mountain, one with a road. Oh, there's like less than 10 types of square, right? So they just, yeah, like, jumbled them that's all together. Yeah, that's true. It probably
1: do- doesn't take too long to, like, get the uh, prototype of it running. Mm. But like, yeah, all of these, you know, different, like, missions to, like, recreate them all, like, yeah um, yeah but uh i'm really excited for this uh and i can't believe i'm gonna play through it again <laughs> like after it took me like so many months to beat it like i play I played on the train every day like going to work and coming back yeah yeah it was like kind of my chill out game and even playing daily for you know like up to maybe an hour a day on this thing mm. it still took months, for, <laughs> it took <like> months <laughs> for me to to get through it
0: yeah, actually, uh, yeah, I think uh, you were talking about it a couple of months ago, and then I started playing it again. But then they got announced, so, and I just stopped playing it because I was like, oh, I'm just gonna wait for the remake. So um, yeah, it does look really cool. I'm I'm still a bit on the fence about the the design of the characters. I don't hate it. But, uh, yeah, I,
1: I was I was thinking I that too. Like <laughs> like when they announced it, I was thinking like, oh, it's cool that they're remaking it, but like the original is such a masterpiece. Like. I just love playing the original, like with the, with the pixel graphics, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and,
1: uh, I don't like the
0: little kind of the chess piece guys, but it's the, the avatars of the characters. They look too clean. I wish they did like pixel art avatars instead. Oh yeah. Yeah. That
1: would have been cool.
0: Yeah. The avatars are,
1: are a bit like, kind of like, yeah. What did you say? Clip art style, you know, (laughs) like a, like a a cheap animation or something. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. Uh I mean we've got the original and so uh, I guess it's cool to see them kind of reimagining it in some way. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it does make them look like little toy soldiers like the battlefield is like on a wooden box. So that's kind of cool. So yeah, I guess uh I guess we'll uh update you guys about this in the spring when
0: this uh finally gets released. Uh, yeah, assuming stay- they,
1: they don't delay it again.
0: You know, uh. <laughs> yeah let's hope not but uh, yeah that's definitely one that I'm super pumped for and you know a lot of people have been saying like um, they'd love to see like GBA games on the, uh, the Nintendo Switch Online service and yeah. you know I would love to see that and uh, this is one of those games that would be absolutely perfect on the Switch but if they just want to remake all the great GBA games instead then that's totally fine by me <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's great yeah Game Boy games go uh, like transfer well
0: over to the switch. Obviously the, the form factor of the console is very similar, but I feel like it's not just the fact that it's on a small screen. It's like the the, the game actually gets designed around the fact that it can be portable, right? So yeah. games like uh Advance Wars, like they're designed to be like, you know, each level's like 10 to 15 minutes long. And you know, like you say, you can just whip it out on the on the train to work. And you don't feel a like, rush to get it finished, right? So those kind of games, even though like Switch has like Breath of the Wild and like Skyrim and all the Doom and all these kind of like big games. You know, it's, uh, it's still very much suited, I think, to these like pocket experiences. So I'd like to see some more of that. Yeah, and it'll be nice to
1: see the, all the details of the pixels like once they get blown up onto the Switch screen. I think that'll be a nice like size for Game Boy Advance uh, graphics.
0: Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be really cool. So uh, yeah, looking forward to this one. Um, but yeah, talking about uh, Switch Online... There's been a lot of, uh, should we call it controversy, uh, this week, uh, after the new expansion pass, uh, upgrade launched on the 26th of October and lots of people online have been playing it. Lots of, you know, like gamer YouTubers and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, apparently, yeah, the emulation is not great. Um, it kind of, kind of surprised me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And,
1: um, I mean, first it was the the price thing.
0: Mm. I, I
1: kind of expected that the emulation wasn't going to be great. Like, I had a sort of a gut feeling. Like, oh, uh, they're going to, you know, they're going to kind of rush it out the door. Mm. um, Because, like, I just know, like, the fan-made emulators, like, have been, had so many years, like, put into them. Mm. And it's taken, like, a long time just, like, perfecting stuff, you know? Mm-mm-mm. um, Especially, like, there's a new emulator... A fairly recent called Parallel and uh it gets like really accurate looking in sixty four graphics. Oh cool, um, I've not seen like, that one. True true to the original. Yeah, so we've got some footage of parallel running here. And uh yeah, it just looks it looks really good. Um especially when you dial in the settings to get like that perfect N sixty four kind of like
0: Yeah yeah
1: um like blurring and resolution and stuff. It it really oh, feels uh, like yeah. you've just got it plugged right into your monitor yeah I mean uh,
0: it's like the the kind of modern gamer in me is thinking like man, this looks like shit like it's all blurry but then I'm having to remember like they're they're trying to make it look like an n64 right because a lot of the time the games nowadays and you play an emulator it just looks way too sharp and it actually looks worse
1: yeah that well that's something <laughs> i I wanted to mention was like uh like some emulators like once you put it in like a you know you run the game in a higher resolution. Mm. and like all, all these extra settings and stuff it like stops being like an N64 game and it starts to feel kind of like a, a, po- like a PC port or something like yeah, it kind of yeah. lo- loses that character Um, so like when I play older games I like to like get the settings pretty close mm. to like how they're supposed to be even if it's shitty because like that, that kind of shitty quality like kind of smooths over all of the like weak parts like the The geometry sticking out, you know, and like the the textures being really low low resolution and stuff like that. Yeah, of
0: course. I mean, the the main thing to remember with, you know, all these games before like HDMI was on consoles is that like all these games were played on CRTs, right? So when developers would be in the studio working on the games, especially like the graphics artists, they'd, they'd, you know, load the asset into the game, look at it on a CRT screen and then make the adjustments based on how it looked on the screen, right? But now we have like these like pixel perfect uh like hd screens it doesn't really translate very well cuz it's just it, it, it doesn't blur the, the the pixels together like it's supposed to in the yeah, original yeah. image
1: right and um yeah i mean i know there are like crt filters and stuff like that mm. um so like yeah anyway like coming back around to the to the n64 online like i sure, knew it sure. wasn't going to be like parallel like I knew it wasn't gonna be like this perfect retro emulation thing, right? Right. Um, and I also knew it wasn't gonna be like Moopin or something where mm. it's like in 4K. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so like, um, I mean, like it's not awful, right? The N64 online emulation. Yeah, it's just, I mean, like, I've just it's heard so expensive, of... you know, like yeah, if you... if you pay pay that much for it, like you. You want something that's like pretty high quality.
0: That's it. I mean, Uh, like you've mentioned, like these like fan made emulators that are free. (laughs) They do a much better job. And uh, yeah, we're just watching a comparison video. Uh, I think this is from over on Game Trailers. But they've just got the uh, the Switch on the right, the original 64 on the left, uh, which is being fed from a HDMI adapter. But it gives you a pretty rough idea. And you know, for all for all intents and purposes, it does look nicer in the fact that it's clearer. But I've heard things about, like, you know, like, um, kind of bad frame rates on some games, um, texture pop in, some, some things not lot not loading, like textures or objects not loading. Um, people are complaining about you can't map the, you can't customize the buttons. So, I mean, everyone knows the 64 had, like, the weirdest controller in history, right? So, you would expect that they might give you some, custom, like, customization options in terms of, like, you know, tweaking how that tweaking the buttons to how you want yeah um, and then
1: like the de- the default controls are like not accurate to like the way the n64 was laid out yeah and yeah a-, a and b buttons are like mapped to the switches a and b so like that could just ruin a lot of games i feel Mm-mm. you know although yeah, i yeah. think i think there is button remapping in like the switch uh settings right
0: yeah i mean i've seen it before but uh i just been hearing people complaining about, about a lot of different things but um all in all, it's just, like we've already said, it just seems a bit kind of half-baked. Um, but the thing that I'm wondering the most is, you kind of touched on this earlier, is like, you know, saying that it feels rushed out the door, right? But yeah, yeah. last September, they released the Mario uh, 3D collection, right? Which had the Mario 64 as part of it. And as far as we're aware, that is running on an emulator inside the game, right? Yeah. But... We go back to the Wii and the Wii U. There were N64 games running on those consoles, so it's not the fact that Nintendo has had to rush the emulator out. It's just I think it's just being lazy because they've done it. They've already, I guess, maybe they originally made a 64 emulator for the Wii, then for the Wii U. Maybe maybe that that those have very similar hardware, so maybe it was quite an easy way to change it over. So maybe this time it's changing to the Switch, but. I feel at the end I, of the day, with a company that budget, it should be, it should be better.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 it would be nice if they, you know, took better care, especially like with something like Ocarina of Time mm. releasing, you know, it's like, it's like regarded as like one of the greatest games of all time. And it would be nice if, you know, they showed it, it's the respect, you know, show it some goddamn respect. So yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm turning into the old man over here. Yeah, talking yeah. about talking about my classics, you know, <laughs>
0: uh,
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, for for video game fans, I mean, n sixty four is like pretty classic, so you know, we want to see it done right. Yeah, um, of course, yeah. But, but um, anyway, maybe we're we're kind of dragging on a little bit about this,
0: but yeah, and I guess for full disclosure, we should say that neither of us have actually purchased this upgrade yet, uh, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm just talking from hearsay so I'm full of shit so that's it that's it (laughs) it, don't listen to me
0: but it's been Uh, well documented by many people online already right so I I was always going to just like hang back a couple of days and I was expecting that I would probably just buckle and end up getting it but now after all this stuff I'm it's really just put like a downer on it for me I I just have no no enthusiasm for it (laughs)
1: like if
0: the price was right
1: I would have jumped in and I wouldn't Mm. have even cared about the emulation issues it's just like the price plus the issues it's like i have a real n64 <laughs> like i'll just play that's play it real yeah thing, yeah when you, you know? put them
0: together it's a, it's a bad combination so yeah i guess we'll see what happens in the future with the uh, updates and things like that um and you know when they bring out new games and stuff uh but i think i'll be hanging fire just for the moment so uh, let's move on to our our biggest news story of the week uh it's the announcement of a new pikmin game um or should i say a reveal because it wasn't actually it was actually announced a little while ago that uh, Niantic, the developers behind Pokemon Go, were working on a new Pikmin game. Um, but it got, actually got an, announced on the 27th of October. And uh, yeah, they showed it off in pretty much all its glory, uh, the whole world and kind of what you're going to be doing. And I think it looks looks pretty cool. Cool. I, I haven't seen this yet, actually. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So did you play Pokemon Go at all?
1: I played it like the week... it first debuted in mm. what, what was that like 2016 or 2015 that was a while ago yeah. um, <laughs> over
0: over five years ago yeah
1: yeah um but i i didn't play it after that
0: mm, mm, mm. So, so
1: i'm kind of out of the loop on these uh you know like uh what is it called uh ar games
0: sure yeah yeah um i'd say like in a lot of ways the game is the same it hasn't changed in five years. It has changed a lot. You know, they've had a lot of features, but the core concept is the same. So if you downloaded Pokemon Go now and played it, you might be like, "Wow, there's so much new content and, you know, you can do these kind of new features and stuff. But the game is basically the same. Um, and as with the other Niantic games, you know, because like Pokemon Go is not their only game like this. Um, and there's been like the Dragon Quest Walk games. And I think it was like a Walking Dead one as well. Uh, not all made by the same company, but kind of games where you know walk around in real life and collect uh collect things and stuff but i've always felt that pokemon was a good franchise that lent well to the the concept because the whole point of the games of pokemon you go out in the wild start you know you collect you go through the grass and stuff right and collect pokemon So, so it felt more like that's the kind of thing you should be going outside for and now with pikmin again the whole series is set in like the undergrowth of like little gardens and stuff. And it, it's always outside and in the wild. So I think it just kind of works perfectly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It does look nice. It's just um, adorable as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, I'm just wondering like, so do you capture the Pikmin
0: or are you like building, you're building your, uh, your yes. Of, of So from what I understand so far is that, um, I mean, you've played a Pikmin game before, right? So you... I mean, in total, I think there are six colours now. Uh, maybe five. They had another one. I can't remember. There's, hang on. There's, there's blue, yellow, red, pink, white, and rock. Yeah, there's six, right? So you... you get. I don't know how you get the Pikmin. Maybe you just, like, as you walk past... You know what the Pokemon stops in Pokemon Go? Maybe if you walk past, like, a Pikmin stop, and you can get some new Pikmin or whatever. But they all start with, like, the Leaf version. And apparently the more you walk, then their, their, their flower on the head will bloom, right? So that's kind of the name of the game, Pikmin Bloom. So they'll go from uh, a leaf to a bud and then to a flower. And uh, I guess maybe um, as you're walking around, there might be like uh, kind of random objects, like a an old, like battery or like a, an old orange or something, you know, and stuff. And maybe you can send the Pikmin to like pick up those items and then they'll like carry them back to your base. Or I'm not sure how that works. Um. But in the in the the main games, right? They would always carry the items back to the onion, you know, where they live in the little spacecraft. So maybe you can like designate like your house, like the the location of your house, as the home base, and then they'll like carry them back <laughs> or something. And it might take a few days if you're really far away or something. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting
1: concept. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be free, right? So. Maybe we can can download it and check it out. Uh, Yeah, yeah. It's only
0: US right now, right? Yeah, so it's kind of... This this trailer went uh, live worldwide. And uh, you can see we've got uh, Mimotasan here speaking. uh, Just giving his little little explanation of what's going on. But um, yeah, they kind of... It's already uh, on like App Store and iOS Store. And you can pre-register, which I've done... I did it on my Japanese account and my UK account, but apparently, yeah, yeah in America it's already available. People are playing it already. Um, so I guess any day now, uh, it's going to come out uh, in Japan. You know, so we could play it or in across Europe and all that kind of stuff. So that's a, that a
1: sweet shirt he's got there. That's cool, right? <laughs> yeah, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's one of those things that I always kind of forget that like Mimod's son, is like he created Pikmin as well. Uh, so like you're always thinking, you always know, think like obviously he did Zelda Mario Donkey Kong. But I mean, he's done a lot lot of, a lot of different franchises and they've all been like really successful, but Pikmin's one, I always forget that he did, but it's actually probably like, it's, it's in my top three Nintendo franchises. I really love the game. It's so, it's so good. So this will not obviously be the same as a a full fledged Pikmin game, but it seems like a really good fit and uh, I'm definitely looking forward to checking it out.
1: Yeah, cool. Um, So I guess that kind of finishes us up with the news today, right?
0: yeah I think that's it so uh, let's dive into some new releases we've got quite a few to get through actually so kick things off over here yeah this is uh, Kido Senshi Gundam uh, Battle Operation so uh, I think I think there's a there's a one of the Gundam uh, series the anime series has got the same name so oh really uh, yeah but this is uh, Battle Operation 2 so obviously a sequel um, I, I've i watched a little
1: bit of Gundam when I was a kid like in the 90s and mm. but I haven't like followed the series really but I always thought it was kind of cool like classic it's just you know
0: yeah like, yeah it's I like mean, synonymous I, with Japan you know oh absolutely yeah I mean I, I like how the the designs stayed the same I mean I know they've got like more modern versions of Gundam but like the the classic version here it looks so 80s even when it's like super high rares and like you know like even the graphics are amazing just the design is so 80s hell of it
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and uh this seems to be just kind of like an opening cutscene that we're
0: i believe so yeah but this looks in game now this is in engine oh wow yeah it looks pretty nice i mean this is on ps5 and ps4 so it's to be expected Um, but I guess this is like a lot of those kind of like kaiju, like battle games. I think it's just like, you know, big ass, like battling in the streets and, you know, throwing monsters or whatever through, uh, through buildings and stuff.
1: There's a really popular Gundam game in arcades in Japan, Mm -hmm. um, where, where it's kind of like a fighting style game, but there's like a, it's like a pretty large arena type of space. And usually mm. they have like four machines like all connected together. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you like battle each other in this. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm wondering if this is is like that because uh, we just we probably. just saw like the uh, the cutscene basically.
0: Yeah, probably. I mean, I believe most of the Gundam games are like that. The ones that I've played, at least. Uh, there's some on like PS2 and three, and I mean, there's ones on every console. But uh, you know, it's been a it's been a popular franchise for like 40 years <laughs> well before you know, games were popular themselves so uh, there's always a Gundam game floating around but yeah I've played some of the more the retro ones and they they're all kind of the same it's like a beat em up but like you know in a city and you can destroy stuff and that so uh, pro- probably pretty fun I imagine uh, a definite buy for any Gundam fans out there uh so next up we've got Dragon Quest 10 um uh, what is
1: this Tenno-no-eiyu. 天皇の英雄. Uh, Tenno-no-eiyu-tachi. Mm. Online. So, uh, yeah. So, I think this is just the final expansion to Dragon Quest X Online. Right. Uh, like the last bit. Uh, and this game was originally released for Wii. Mm-hmm. So, it's been going on for, for like 10 years. Um, yeah. And uh, there is like a, you can play it for free a little bit on the Switch. If you make an account. There's like a trial. trial oh really? Version. Oh okay. Cool. Um, and I, I tried it out uh, for a few hours. Um, I I didn't like it, <laughs> so <laughs> I gave up. Uh, but uh, I mean, maybe it's the kind of thing where like once you get into it,
0: um, you know,
1: it opens up. But yeah, uh, I'm
0: sure. I mean, I think like uh, Japanese online RPGs are always just a bit of a, of overload of like text and like stuff on the screen like i tried to play final fantasy 14 and it was just i didn't know what was going on man it was just ridiculous
1: yeah i i just can't do the grind that's the thing is i i played dragon quest 11 and it it has a great balance and it's not grindy it's like it's really nice yeah yeah, uh, pacing but dragon quest 10 i mean it's got like kind of a similar aesthetic but like it's still got the grind you know and sure sure yeah for me i just like i just can't commit to it (laughs) um and then there's also like you have to pay for a, a subscription you know to keep playing mm-hmm. so i i don't really like that yeah um, i i don't mean to just shit on dragon quest 10 uh but the the offline version is coming early next year right yeah and uh it's like a complete remake it's not just um it's not just like the same game available offline it's like they they built it again mm-hmm. with like a new art style and stuff and they're going to sell it like as a standalone game.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm pretty- so,
1: for, like for me I'm going to wait for that because like there's no way I'm getting into Dragon Quest 10 online like 10 years late like <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: but uh but this cutscene looks awesome. Yeah, it uh, was pretty I mean that was like 3 minutes long, almost. That was a pretty intense cutscene.
1: So, uh yeah, I guess that brings us to our last new release and this is a, a big one it's shin megami tensei 5 yeah and um and we've seen a lot of this you know building mm. up uh, i think we've covered it like maybe three or four times on the show quite a few um, times yeah but yeah it's uh it's finally coming and um like i don't think either of us have actually played uh shin megami tensei right
0: um, uh not really no <laughs>
1: Like, I, I tried some of the earlier titles, just, like, kind of briefly to, like, get a feel. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I've got Shin Megami Tensei 3 for the PS2. It's actually in the other room. I just haven't started it yet. Right. Um. So I'm, like, planning to get into it. Um. Like, I bought that PS2. It came with Shin Megami Tensei 3, and I thought, like, oh, perfect. Mm. You know, I, I can play this before, the, you know, the new one comes. Uh, But, of course, I have too late, right? You're um, right, yeah. Like you're not a, a huge fan of the
0: Yeah, of the, the style is I mean, it's kind of interesting. I was just, I was just laughing there was like a giant demon on a toilet and it looked really weird. Um so but I mean, that's that's my level. I'm laughing I'm laughing at toilet jokes. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not really high caliber. <laughs> yeah. But it does look cool. It's definitely got my interest. Um well, I like that guy with the sitar. The guy just like strumming a sitar. It's kinda of cool. I yeah. Just, I mean, uh,
1: like it's it's like the original like monster collection game, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh I mean it's demons, not monsters, but um, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh Yeah, I think all the it definitely looks cool. I, I think it'd be hard to say that fans of the series aren't excited for it. Um I just think it maybe Looks a bit wacky for you know people new to the series, but I don't know. Maybe you know uh, if any of our fans out there think I'm think I'm worrying for no reason, then yeah, reach out, and let us know. Uh, should I dive in? Should I pick up? Uh, should we go? Should we go on my five or maybe should I try one of the earlier ones? Uh, I don't know if I could start all the way from one. It might, might be a lot of work to get through them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe just just try them out a little bit. Or that's something. it that's check it. out the intros um <laughs> all right well uh that is the final game trailer for this week so lots of cool new stuff happening uh it's good to get back in the hot seat i feel we take like one week off i feel like we haven't done it for like a year like it's just so out of routine <laughs> yeah. this week yeah, yeah. it's k- kind of crazy but uh yeah thanks for joining me as always ryan yeah thanks for having me man and uh you guys at home if you're listening to the podcast uh as the audio version then uh, please make sure you subscribe to whichever platform you're listening to us on uh and if you're on youtube then also make sure you subscribe for new episodes almost every week and we'll be back next time for the next episode of japan Games Cast.